0: Please be seated. You'll have to turn in your Bibles to Psalm 1 and we're going to continue. I will look at the godly and the godless man. And um, we're just going to read um, the first two verses this morning. And um, if you remember last week, we were looking at the godly man's path. Okay? And we were looking at uh, verse 1. And um, let's just read us uh, two verses. Uh, Shall we just stand for the honour of reading the, the word of the Lord? Psalm 1, verse 1, and the psalmist says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Verse 2, But his delight is in the law of the Lord, And in his law doth he meditate day and night. Let's just have a word of prayer. Dear Lord, we just want to thank you uh, for this time in our service this morning. To look into your word. And we pray that by your Holy Spirit you'll speak to us. We pray that you will encourage us. And we pray that you'll challenge us. Help us, Lord, to draw near to you. To draw near to the truth. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay. So, please be seated. Yeah, You don't have to stand for 90 minutes. No, I'm only joking. It's only going to be a short sermon this morning. Um, Yeah, last week we were looking at verse 1, and uh, we were thinking about the godly man's path. And we saw that the godly man does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. He doesn't take ungodly advice. Um, He doesn't stand in the way of sinners. Okay. He doesn't partake in the sin and he also doesn't stand in their way of finding the truth. And uh, we saw also in verse 1 that he doesn't sit in the seat of the scornful. And we were thinking about um, teachers uh, mocking and laughing at the truth of God's word. And the godly man does not do that. Um, but we're going to have a look today at the godly man's pleasure here in verse 2. And um, it says in verse 2, it says, But his delight is in the law of the Lord. That's the godly man, the godly woman's delight this morning. It's in the word of the Lord. Um, I wonder this morning, what brings you pleasure? What brings delight into your life? Um, It may be family, family. Maybe friends, maybe holidays, maybe your pet, maybe some kind of sporting event that you like to take part in, maybe a a wonderful, beautiful uh, sunset or a sunrise that you see. Um, I wonder how much time and how how much attention do you spend on those things that bring uh, pleasure and delight to yourselves. Well, we see two things that bring pleasure to the godly saints this morning. Uh, We're going to have a look at one of them this morning. It's amazing how you can take one verse and just preach so many sermons from one verse. It's incredible. Um, It's inexhaustible, the word of God. But verse 2, we see that his delight is in the law of the Lord. I wonder this morning, do you delight in God's law? Do you delight yourself... In the word of God. That word delight. um, There are some. uh, Meanings to that word. It means pleasure. It means happiness. Bliss. Gladness. Elation. Euphoria. Satisfaction. And joy. And simply said. The godly man. The godly woman. Finds. Joy. Through the word of God. And he enjoys God's law. Um, you know, at the beginning of this psalm, we don't, uh, we don't see uh, an author to Psalm 1. It's one of those psalms where you're thinking, I wonder who wrote Psalm 1. Uh, psalm and you know, in many of the psalms, we can just read at the top who wrote the psalm. And many times it was King David. And um, reading through this psalm... Um, I believe that King David wrote this psalm and I'll show you why. If you just turn to Psalm uh, 119 and we'll see here David's pleasure, his delight in the word of God. And the whole psalm, I think there's about 174, 175 verses there. And every single verse you can see David's delight in the word of God. Psalm 119 and um, we'll start... In verse 16. And we'll see here. How the psalmist delights in the word of God. Verse 16 says. I will delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget them. So we see here. That David. If it was David who who wrote uh, Psalm 1. We know he wrote uh, Psalm 119. But he says here that he would delight himself in in his statutes and he would not forget his law i wonder how many times we forget to read our bibles how many times do we read our bibles in the week how many times are our bibles on the bookshelves and the just gathering dust and we just don't listen to what god wants to speak to us about day by day and we come in on a sunday morning and we wonder I wonder what God wants to say to me. Well, what about in the week? God wants to speak to us every single day. Uh, And verse 16, he says that, I will not forget thy word. Wonderful. Verse 24. Thy testimonies also are my delight and my counsellors. We were thinking last week about um, that the ungodly um, don't walk in the counsel of uh, of the ungodly. Don't get their advice from the world, but we get our advice and our counsel from the Word of God. And that's exactly what David did here um, in verse 24. Verse 35 says, Make me to go in the path of thy commandments, for therein do I delight. And we see here that the psalmist wanted to walk not in the way of sinners, but he wanted to walk in the way of God's commandments. In the rules and, and the statutes that God had set has set in his word, and the, the Bible says here that he delights in walking um, that path in in his commandments verse seven uh, sorry verse forty seven we see here the psalmist delights he says i be, and I will delight myself in thy commandments which I have loved didn't jesus say if you love me, keep my commandments, isn't he? And we see here that the psalmist, the psalmist here, he says that he delights himself in God's commandments. I wonder, do we delight ourselves in God's commandments this morning? Um, verse, 70, verse 70, we see, uh, says, the psalmist says, Their heart is as fat as grease, but I... Delight in thy law. And we see here again, we see the separation of the godly and the godless man. Um, their heart is as fat as grease, it's full of uh, dirt, it's full of pride, and it's full of themselves. But the Bible says here uh, about the godly man, he says that I will delight in thy law. Wonderful. Let's have a look at verse seventy seven. Continues here. Let thy tender mercies come unto me, that I may live. For thy law is my delight. And we see here that delight in ourselves in the scriptures, in the in the law of the Lord. We see here that it brings us life. And you know, if we've been born again, we'll have a desire to spend time and we'll delight in God's laws, in God's commands, and in and His Word. Wonderful. Let's have a look at the last one, 100, uh, verse 174. The psalmist says, I have longed for thy salvation, O Lord, and, th- and, my- and thy law is my delight. And we see here that the psalmist has longed for salvation. And as we read the scriptures, um, it helps us to understand about salvation and it gives us a desire. And, 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 and understanding as well and if we have become Christians it would have been through the law of the Lord you know the Bible says that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God um, but not only that we wait for salvation as well we wait for the redemption of our bodies we uh, wait for that time where we will spend in glory and we won't have to deal with sin anymore What a day that will be. And uh, we delight ourselves this morning in these uh, statutes that we find. He says, I have longed for thy salvation. And um, I believe that God has put that in each one of our hearts if we're Christians here this morning. We long to be in heaven. Just like the Apostle Paul. He says, to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. I wonder, is that our delight this morning? Wonderful. What is the law of the Lord? Um, you know, we often hear that uh, phrase. Um, we might say, well, obviously, uh, the law of the Lord is uh, a black King James Bible um, concordance at the back. It's got references in. It's got nice spaces at the side of the pages so you can write notes in. Um, it's got the words of Jesus Christ in red. Is that the word? Is that the law of the Lord? Is that what? Um, is meant when when we've just been reading some of these verses well I believe that it has a different um, meaning that we can uh, take this morning Um, and we can understand it as four things that we delight in when we read the law of the Lord Um, and the first one that we delight in is doctrine now doctrine is foundational for our faith what is doctrine? well, the Bible describes doctrine as teaching if you um, you don 't have to turn there, but mark chapter one and verse twenty two uh, the Lord Jesus Christ says that that they were astonished at his doctrine. sorry, this is not Jesus, but uh, about Jesus. They were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one that had authority and not as the scribes. so we read here that um, that doctrine is teaching which has authority, and um, you know, doct- doctrine is foundational for our faith. We can't compromise on doctrine. There might be one or two issues in the Bible which we might uh, give um, second place to, and we, um, you know, we might not uh, have the full understanding, but doctrine is foundational. And it has authority. That's why when Jesus taught. He had authority. Not as like the scribes. Um, But doctrine is so important. Now in the Bible we read about the doctrine of the father. We read about the doctrine of God. That is so important. We need to believe that God is who he says he is. We believe and we take delight in the doctrine of the trinity. That's foundational. We can't um, we can't compromise on the Trinity, otherwise we would just be like all the other cults out there, you know. We need to stand upon some of these truths, and we need to delight ourselves in them. Uh, we need to delight ourselves in the Virgin Birth, that Christ was born without sin. Wonderful. That's foundational doctrine. Another one, doctrine of sin. We need to believe that sin is our downfall and it's the downfall of creation and um, only when there is redemption then there is forgiveness of sin and um, the doctrine of sin is foundational as well the doctrine of salvation that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures that is foundational doctrine and we delight in that because we're Christians and we've partaken of that wonderful doctrine there's the doctrine of heaven there's the doctrine of hell And there's the doctrine of Jesus Christ as well. Um, So as we read this morning in Proverbs chapter 4. We read in verse 2. About good doctrine. Solomon said for I give you good doctrine. And then he says forsake ye not my law. And we must not forsake the doctrines in the Bible. We must take delight in them. Secondly. We also delight in precepts, okay? What are precepts? Well, um, you don't have to turn there, because I know it's, uh, it'll take you a few moments to find uh, the book of Nehemiah, but Nehemiah, Nehemiah chapter 4, we read here a few things that are precepts. And um, if we just take it, f- chapter 9 from verse 13, and um, Nehemiah says, Thou camest down also upon Mount Sinai, and spakest with them from heaven, and gavest them thy gave them right judgments, and true laws, good statutes and commandments. And verse fourteen, and madeest known unto them thy holy sabbath and commandment, and commandest them precepts, statutes and laws by the hand of Moses thy servant. So we see here that precepts are basically the commandments, the statutes, the laws, the testimonies that we find here. We've just been reading about those in Psalm 119. And these uh, precepts are designed to regulate um, our behaviour and our thought life as well. Okay? So these are precepts. These precepts are what we delight in as well as we read the law of the Lord. Um, Let's just turn back to Psalm 119. um, in your Bible, Psalm 119, and you know, if you want to see a man who delighted in the precepts of God you look no further than Psalm 119 there we'll just take it from verse 4, we're going to have a look at a few of these Um, the first precept, thou hast commanded us to keep thy precepts diligently so God would have us to hold on and to keep those things, that, those commandments that he has taught us. And he wants us to do it diligently. Okay? Not to be haphazard about these things. But he wants us to be diligent um, about um, keeping pre- his precepts. So, um, verse 15. The psalmist says, I will meditate in thy precepts. So we're going to have a look at meditation. Um, God willing, the, the next um the next, uh, the next preaching on this psalm. But it says, I will. You see there the will. Yeah? We have a choice. And we see here that the psalmist chooses. He says, I will meditate myself in thy statutes. And then he says, I will not forget thy word. Um, verse 15. I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. And we need to respect the law of the Lord, we need to respect his precepts. Um, if they're going to uh, regulate our behavior and our thought life, we need to show them respect in our lives. Um, let's have a look at verse 40. The psalmist says, Behold, I have longed after thy precepts. And then he says, Quicken me in thy righteousness. We see here that the, de- the desire that the psalmist has the precepts of God he says I have longed after thy precepts have you ever longed after something have you ever had that desire and that longing for something in your life well the godly man the bible says here he longs for his precepts why? because they quicken us and they give us life and that's what God desires us as Christians to have every single day and that's why We need to delight in his precepts. And verse 45, he says, And I will walk at liberty, for I seek thy precepts. And we see here the walk again. We see the path of the godly man. And he directs his paths. Psalm 3, verse 5 and 6. Uh, Sorry, um, Proverbs 3 and verse 5 and 6. We we, we read there um, about him. Walking uh, at liberty and um, and seeking thy precepts, see again, he has a choice. he says, "I will seek thy precepts, and this is what we need to do each day. We need to find a time where we can just spend alone with God, and we need to say, "I will. We need to make a decision, yeah, to spend time in his word, I will." Um, i wonder do we delight this morning do we delight in his precepts we know that some of his precepts may be uncomfortable some of the things that god says in his word um but we we need to delight in them we'll have a look at that in a, in a few moments but these things have been written for our understanding but they've been written for our comfort and our um our our good um, you know, sometimes it's good for us to tell God that we're sorry for not delighting in his precepts. Because that's true for all of us, if, if we're honest. Sometimes we fail God and we don't delight, as we should do, in keeping his His uh, precepts. Uh, but it's good for us to come to God and just repent, to tell God we're sorry that we haven't been keeping his precepts and uh, get forgiveness for it. Um, and God... Uh, God will forgive. The Bible says that the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sins. Wonderful. You know that some of these precepts that we have been looking at, um, this is what the world needs today. You know? Um, They need life. There is no life, spiritual life, for the ungodly man. He does not know the joy of the Lord. He does not know... About um, having some uh, rules that would regulate his behaviour from the word of God. You know, the word of God is far from the ungodly man. But this is what the world needs today. Um, they need freedom. You know, the world abound, chained with sin. You know, addictions of all sorts. Um, they need respect as well. You know, we, uh, Angelica and myself, we're we're just amazed that uh, some of the the, the disrespect that is shown today in public life, even around the area where you live, you know, um, and respect seems to be going out of the window. But, you know, this is one of the precepts of God. This is one of the things that God teaches us in his word, that we're to respect God and we're to respect one another as well. Um, But unfortunately, because the world will not have their lives regulated by the word of the Lord, that um, some of those laws they have no respect for. And um, diligence as well. You know, diligence is important. The Bible talks about being diligent in the scriptures and uh, being diligent in our walk as well. So we see the doctrine. We see that we delight in the precepts. Thirdly, we also delight, and uh, this might seem a bit of a strange one in today's society, but we delight in the warnings of the scriptures. Okay, now we are living in a society today where warnings and negativity uh, seems to go out of the window, and everything has to be positive. You know, um, a few weeks ago when um, the Euros was on. Uh, I read uh, uh, an article online uh, from the FA, and it's called um, FA Respect Campaign. Uh, and that listen, I'm not against being positive, I'm not, but I believe that we need to have a balance. We see the balance in Scripture. We see it so much in the Psalms. Um, even the Psalm that we're reading, we're going to have a look in, in a, a few moments, but we see a positive, and then we see a negative Or we'll see a negative and we'll see a positive, even in the same verse. We're going to see that in a few moments. But um, the quote that uh, the FA have today is that we only do positive. Okay? Now, it sounds good, but in reality, it doesn't really work out. Because, you know, when you uh, get footballers, okay, and they'll get to a certain level there'll obviously be a time where a manager will have to come to that player and say, look, sorry, um, but you've gone as far as you, you, that you can, and you've gone as far as that I can take you in this team, uh, and unfortunately, we're going to have to let you go. Now, that's a negative, okay? So, we can't always be, put, you know, there has to be a balance, okay? Uh, there has to be a balance in life as well, and, um you know, in school, I learnt about, I, I, I learned this in, in the 80s. You know, um, children feel safer when there are parameters around them. When there are rules and regulations, they feel safe, you know. Even sheep, when they're, when they're in a field, they usually have um, a fence all around them to enclose them in so that they don't, don't go off in all different directions. And we're like that in life. You know, um, but children feel safer when there are warnings when there are war when they're warned not to do something, and it 's because of their it's it 's for their own good, and a lot of times children don 't understand what 's been taught to them and it 's been done in love but um you know warnings are good for us uh, i 'm going to point that out in a, in a few moments but I remember when I was at school, uh, I was at school in the 80s, okay, uh, in Blackpool, and to my discredit, I got caned four times in five years. Now, to a lot of lads that were in my school, that was nothing, okay. I knew one lad who celebrated his 300th caning. How he how remembered each one of them, I don't know, and like how he could walk, because when they used to cane you, they, 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 they did cane you. But I, I remember in my last year at school, um, when there were lads behind me, they were throwing uh, wet paper at the blackboard behind the teacher's uh, head. Okay, And they were putting bits of paper in their mouth and they were throwing them. They were already uh, drawing a target okay, on the blackboard. And when the teacher came in, uh, sat down and they just started throwing them at the board okay, while the teacher is there and... Uh, trying to teach, and I thought to myself, well, I I actually heard that caning was was going out, okay, um, probably the next year or two, and they were going to ban it in school, and I thought to myself, I wonder what they're going to bring in that's going to control these jobs, because writing lines, you know, which we used to do, you know, and having detention and things like that. These didn't work. It didn't work, you know. But I know for me that the cane did work most of the times. <laughs> Four times in five years is not bad, but um, I thought to myself, how are these teachers going to cope, you know. Um, and I have a, uh, a member of my family who is who, a teacher, um, has been a teacher in, I think, in secondary school, but also in primary school. And uh, some of the times she's pulling her hair out in school and she just cannot control the children at all. And all of this has happened really because, well, I personally believe that it starts in the home. I believe that the warnings and the, the rules and the regulations, what, what they should do and what they shouldn't do, starts in the home. But unfortunately, when they get to school and they've not had that teaching, then the teachers have got to pick up the pieces and a lot of times we find oh, we found this in, our, in Sunday school as well. Um, with our uh, experience that we pick up the pe- pieces and we're responsible for trying to keep good behaviour in the Sunday school. Um, but really it should start back at home. But um, warnings, you know. Um, you know, if God only did positive, we would never hear a gospel message. A good, truthful gospel message I um, came to faith through reading Revelation chapter 20 and verse 15 Um, I don't know if it's going to be up there on the screen but Revelation chapter 20 and verse 15 and this is the verse that brought me to faith in the Lord and um, it's a warning, it's a threatening and this is God and it says in verse 15 and whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. And as soon as I read that verse, I wanted to know, is my name written in the book of life? Because if it isn't, I do not want to go to the lake of fire. I don't. And I had to find out how to have my name written in the book of life. I needed to know how to become a Christian. And I can thank God for that warning in the Bible. I thank God nearly every day, I delight in that warning God warned me, and I'm glad that God gave me the grace to turn away uh, from my sin and turn to Jesus Christ for salvation. And that's the same here this morning. I don't know if everyone here in this room is a Christian or everyone that, that's listening today is a Christian. But let me tell you, God has put warnings in His Word for a reason. And we're to take note of them. And we're, the Bible says that we're to fear the Lord. We're to have respect unto his laws. And we're to have respect unto his warnings in the Bible. The Bible says that we're to flee the wrath of God. Okay. Um, So that verse there. I delight in that verse. Because it brought me to faith. And when I realised that my sin had damned me. My sin was sending me to hell. I'm glad that day that I found that Jesus Christ was the one who could save me. Wonderful. Wonderful. And Jesus Christ can save you here this morning. The Bible says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Um, If we just turn back to, to Psalm 1. And you know today... Uh, a lot of the preaching, and uh, the reason why we have a lot of mega churches today um, I'm not saying every single one, but there are many mega churches where there are thousands upon thousands of people. And one of the reasons why they like to go to these churches is because they like to have their, t- their, their ears tickled. And what they get really from the pulpit are not true gospel messages, they're basically like pep talks designed to make people feel good and have a good feeling but you know there has to be a balance and um, we need to see the two sides you know when we're as we're going through the book of proverbs we'll see that um, every single verse well not every verse but a lot of verses in the book of proverbs we'll see the positive and we'll see the negative and the 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 two work together Um, if you just turn to psalm 1 and verse 1 um, I just want you to note the negatives here and note as well. The, the psalmist. He starts off with negatives. Okay. He says. Blessed is the man that walketh not. In the counsel of the ungodly. Nor standeth in the way of sinners. Nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. And we see here that God starts. With a negative. It's incredible. We see as well. At, at the end of verse 6. He ends with a negative as well. Okay. Now he says I um, the antidote to these in verse 1 is found in verse 2 so basically if you do verse 2 if you delight in the law of the Lord then you won't be found doing what's in verse 1 okay Psalm 1 verse 6 says for the Lord knoweth The way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. So, again, we see there a warning, we see a threatening, but it's designed for us to see the positive and to turn to it. The Lord knows the way of the righteous. Okay, Um, if you just turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 23, and um, we see here that the Lord Jesus Christ Himself gives a warning to His people um, in Jerusalem. And in verse 37, um, we see that God gives his warnings because of his great compassion for his people. And he says in verse 37, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets, and stonest them which are sent unto thee, how often would I have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathereth her chickens under her wings, and ye would not. And he says, Behold, your house is left unto you desolate. And we see here that because of God's, the Lord Jesus Christ, great compassion for his people, we see here that he gives them a negative. Um, and he doesn't, God, God doesn't want that. But this is the, the, the heart of his people have turned away from him. Um, and he says in verse 39, we see here the positive. He says, For I say unto you, Ye shall not see me, Henceforth, till, okay, until ye shall say, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. See, it's God's will to bless his people. And because of his great compassion, he will give warnings. And we can delight in his warnings this morning. Praise God for them. And uh, lastly, we see his promises we need to we delight in his promises now you might think well it's easier to delight in his promises than his warnings but um let's just have a look at second uh, corinthians chapter 1 2 corinthians chapter 1 and verse 20 a well known verse and um the apostle paul says about the promises he says for all the promises of god in him are yea and in him amen unto the glory of god by us we see here that all the promises of God are certain they're yea and amen why because they're unto the glory of God and God gets glory through keeping his promises and we delight in the promises of God Um, I'm just going to give you a few promises here I'm going to give I'm going to give you the scripture references so you can write them down or you can um, look at them a bit later But I have to just give you seven wonderful promises that we're we're delighting from the word of the Lord. Um, God says, I will be with you. Matthew 1, verse 23. He says, I will protect you. Psalm 91 and verse 4. He says, I will be your strength. Psalm 31 and verse 24. He says, I will answer you. Psalm 86 and verse 7. He says, I will provide for you. Matthew 6 and verse 33. He says, I will give you peace. John 14 and verse 27. And number 7, he says, I will always love you. Jeremiah 31 and verse 3. I wonder this morning, are you delighting yourself in one of these promises? Maybe you need to delight yourself with one of these promises here this morning. They're wonderful. He'll be with you. He'll protect you. He'll be your strength. He will answer you. He'll provide. He'll give you peace. And He will always be with you. Wonderful. You know, some of these wonderful hymns that we sing, we enjoy them because of the promises that are in them. They bring us encouragement and they help us to carry on And we need uh, to delight ourselves in the law of the Lord. We need need to delight ourselves in these wonderful things that we've been looking at this morning. Um, Let's have a word of prayer. Dear Lord, we just want to uh, thank you so much for the law of the Lord. We thank you for the word of God. We thank you for your commandments. We thank you for your statutes, for your precepts, and for your testimonies. Dear Lord, we thank you. That you have given us the word of God. And Lord you have told us that we should delight in it. And we should respect it. And we pray dear Lord that as Christians that we may do that. Each and every day. Help us to be like that psalmist who says I will delight myself in thy law. Help each and every one of us. And dear Lord if we're not a Christian here this morning. We pray that we may take heed of some of these warnings that we've been thinking about this morning. Lord, the Bible says that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. What a wonderful doctrine that is. And we pray today that someone might take delight in repenting and turning to you. And may you be glorified and honoured in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.